America, America. That was Prince. And you are listening to NPG Underground Radio. And this is Blue. And uh, we're waiting for some people to get settled. We have quite a show tonight. For those of you that have been following on the, the Facebook page, we are giving away the free print today that um, that Jim Barry has given us to be able to give to one of our members of his Prince painting. So, also, Jim's wife is going to be joining us, who is an artist as well, um, as well as some talented in general. So, she is going to be with us as well. We're going to interview her. Um, so, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to play some music. Tonight's theme is Rock and Roll is Alive, and it lives in Minneapolis. And what I'm going to do is play a lot of uh, Prince's more rock, bluesy stuff. Um, we're going to try to do a theme every show. And uh, tonight we're just going to rock out a little bit. But thanks for listening. Hang in there. It's going to be quite a show.
songs. I have a, a long list of favorite Prince songs, but that's definitely one of them, Anastasia. You are listening to NPG Underground Radio. This is Blue, and I have Tony with me. Hi, Tony. Hey, girl. So there's a little bit of a lag, and I, we just want to put a little disclaimer up and remind everyone that we're dealing with technology. And technology isn't always cooperating, <laughs> as we know. So if something happens and you lose the station, just come right back. Um, and uh, I will, too, if that happens. <laughs> no, actually, the station does keep rolling <laughs> if something happens to me. <laughs> so uh, the music goes on. Uh, we have a really special show tonight, and if you have been following the site or the, the Facebook page for the last um, six years, I'm sorry, six weeks, <laughs> it feels like six years, you are you know what we're talking about. It's going to be a big show. We're finally going to give away the uh, the free Prince print of Jim Barry's Prince painting. And I have really gotten good at saying that, Tony. Like I can say, I can say that without flaw now. I know, right, yeah. Like the last day, I can finally say it. Figures. <laughs> so in case you don't know who I am, I'm Blue. I'm the owner of the site. I started uh, NPG Underground 11 years, Tony. It's 11, right? We're going on 11 this year, I think. Um, we're going on 12 oh, in July. Wow. I feel old. I started the site, I think, in 2006. You know, I have yeah. no, I have no memory. Sorry, guys, but I started the site when Prince shut down the NPG Music Club, and uh, there was like 65,000 members that had nowhere to go. So I hurried up and threw this site up, and like nomads, everybody wandered over, and uh, we've been here ever since. We went from a web page, message boards, chat room to just strictly Facebook. Um, so we are trying some new things this year. One of the one of the new things that we do have going, if you've noticed, in the on the station page, there's a chat room, and uh, Tony and I have been, and my son, I have to give him a shout out, have been testing and testing and testing for the last three hours of this chat room. So, we think we have it up and running. You guys can go in there and chat. You can listen to the music. Tony is monitoring the chat. My son is also in there. Uh, you can re- request some songs. I don't know if we'll be able to get to them. We have so much to do tonight, but there's a lot. A lot you can do. Tonight's theme is rock and roll is alive. And guess where it lives? It lives in Minneapolis still. It's never going to go anywhere. So I'm going to be playing more of his bluesy, more blues rock stuff of Prince. Um, the good stuff, the real good stuff, especially live. And I have a, a couple good live songs that I'm going to play. We have special guests tonight, though. Um, and they're hanging out in the green room drinking wine. <laughs> So they're going to hang out with us for a while. Jim's here. He's been on several shows already. Um, but we have his wife with us tonight, uh, who is just equally as talented as Jim. And I can't wait to, to interview her and talk to her. So she's going to hang out with us. So uh, I'm going to play some more music, though, in the meantime. And one of the we know some of the best stuff that Prince plays live is some covers. He is, he's known from some really good covers, especially his rock covers. Um, and this is more of a slower type i don't know if you would call it rock i kind of do um but you know the, the nowadays probably would um but i don't believe i just said that tony so anyway this is actually one of my favorite covers of prince and i think you guys will agree uh it's actually one of the best covers i've heard of this song as well so crimson and clover <laughs>
Well, can I just say, you, next time, you're listening to MPG Underground Radio, but I just want to say something real quick. You have to listen to that song with headphones on. It was the first time I've done it, and I think some special things were happening in the headphones. <laughs> uh, I am blue. Hi, Tony. You there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually listened to that song in headphones, so that was kind of cool. That was a whole that lot of love. Good. That was a whole lot of love covered by Prince. That was a whole lot of, that was a whole lot of love right there on that guitar. You are listening to NPG Underground Radio, in case you're just joining us. We're playing some more of Prince's rock, bluesier stuff, um, as well as we have some special guests. Um, i got to tell you a quick quick story, Tony. So, you know, we had Dirty Mind Sunday, right? What was it, a week and a half ago now? Almost, almost two weeks. Yep. And uh, in case you didn't join that show, I played a lot of um, Prince's hardcore, naughty stuff. And I had Jim on, and it was the first time I had Jim on. And I didn't realize that his wife was listening, so I made so I I sent her a message apologizing for the hardcore print stuff. Uh, well, she said she put me in my place real quick, so now I have to apologize for being daft about this. Hi, Jan, you there? I'm I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now I'm apologizing. For or misreading the fact that I should have apologized in the first place. <laughs> oh, don't be so silly, for heaven's sake. I'm all grown up, you know? I know, I know, I know, I know. But, you know, I, I don't want your kids to yell at me, you know? <laughs> oh, I don't think my kids would yell at me. I think my kids would yell at me if I took exception to anything that you played for crying out loud. Well, well can I tell you what Chris said to me? And, I'll, and I quote, my mom has probably seen things that would make Prince blush. <laughs> well, that's true. Okay. So. I always said to them, I always said to them growing up, you can't say, think or do anything that I haven't said, thought or done already. Well, that's actually that's that's a good that's a good motto actually, and that makes sense as a parent, right? Kind well, of. <laughs> I have no idea if it makes sense as a parent. It made sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I did the same with Nick. <laughs> And then I and I think I might have said to him, if there's anything that you want to do that I haven't done, let's talk about it first. You know. <laughs> well, so. what can what can I say? I think we probably, as as uh, somebody that I thought a lot about once said to me, let's make sure we're singing off the same hymn sheet. And I think that's probably the right way. Yes. To yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. I've had Jim on several times, and this is your first time joining us. And we've talked about Jim's art and uh, him being an artist and musician. But you have been an artist, what, how long now? Like your whole life, maybe? Uh, well, <clears throat> Jim said I've been painting and drawing since he was a child, which is yes, not quite yes. true. <laughs> uh, yes, I was going to ask you to address <laughs> I, that. I, I've been doodling away for a little while, but I really took it up seriously, sort of like in the late 90s. Oh, and, okay. Uh, <clears throat> That's all, really. So you've been painting since the late nineties, and um, uh, so you didn't you didn't draw or anything like that as a kid or growing up. Oh, always. Well, of course I oh, did, okay. but I mean, okay. yeah, <clears throat> I always thought I was wonderful, but of course I wasn't. I just thought <laughs> it, was, it, it it was good, and uh, right. then when I went, well, 
I think you've already mentioned that I went to stage school. I was a dancer. And I discovered that so many of my colleagues there were so gifted. It was such a challenge to keep up with them. Um, mm -hmm. They n Not just on the sort of like the dance, singing, drama level, but on the... Um, painting side now my goodness it was it it really was a challenge it was quite wonderful actually to do that when you're about 11 years old mm -hmm. and <clears throat> you are in um if i may say i was very privileged Lisa, because i was in a group of people where i felt completely comfortable that doesn't often happen i'm sure you you know that and i'm sure right. your listeners will know that you 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 struggle to find yourself completely content within a certain group. And I was so fortunate to find myself, if you like, coming home uh, in a school that um, embraced me as somebody that everybody else thought was a bit peculiar, really. Right. Because when I, where I was growing up, you did... The usual thing you became a secretary or you got married but you right. see, i was very fortunate in the sense that my father was viewed as a completely peculiar man because he was a professional musician uh a extremely gifted man so proud of him and my mother was a superb woman who managed to cope with everything brought us up when Paul was away on tour or whatever he was he was doing, and encouraged my sister and myself right. to do whatever it was we were going to have to do, uh, to to the what can I say? The neighbours thought we were all completely crazy, and who cared really? We right. we just thought we were who we were. And um, so I grew up in not a privileged background, but certainly privileged in the way my parents viewed my sister Beverly and myself. We were very, very lucky. And we were so proud of the pair of them. It never occurred to us for one minute to think that we were um, different. Um, we just kept going on and that's all I can tell you really and then I met Jim who was in a kind of a similar situation to me in that in Dublin at that time you you joined the priesthood you went into the civil service or you went into Guinnesses and then after that you didn't do anything else and I sort of shook him and said you know stop this, you know, go and do what you have to do, right. which is what you're destined to do, which is sing and later on paint. And, well, between us, we've managed to knock sense into a few people. <laughs> that sounds horribly arrogant, doesn't it? But it's true. It's absolutely true. And it's we encourage our kids true. to do the same. We We said, you know... You you must you must follow what you feel is true for you. 
And that and that's what I was going to go into with, with uh, the listeners that talk about how talented your entire family is. Um, I mean, every every child <laughs> has some sort of gift. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I'm I'm like I'm madly in love with your entire family, and I was wondering if I could be adopted in. <laughs> Well, you can. Of course, you can. We'll, we'll take you in immediately. Okay. I don't, <laughs> ha- I don't have to. Blue Barry. <laughs> right. I thought Blueberry would be a great name. Right. I think that's awesome. <laughs> but that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yes, I, I, I agree. So you talked about um, growing up. You didn't grow up in Dublin like Jim did. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a, a very small town, which has become subsumed into Heathrow Airport. Um, I grew up in a little place called West Drayton, which I, mm-hmm. I now am informed is the center for the uh, air traffic control for Heathrow Airport. <laughs> which when, <laughs> uh, when I was a baby, it was a field. In fact, Lisa, this is entirely true. I could stand in my cart and look over the fields from the back window and see the searchlight um, encompassing the one and only runway at the time. Of course, I'm incredibly old now, you understand. (laughs) (laughs) There's that word again. 53, and I used to stand and watch this searchlight go across and uh, the darkness. It used to fascinate me. But of course now, I mean, Heathrow Airport is so huge. My goodness, it's absolutely enormous. I get lost even leaving the bloody place now. Driving out (laughs) now, I don't even know where I'm going, you know. And then at what point did you go over to Ireland? I went over in 1970. I came back from uh, a stint of work where I was dancing in Germany in what was West Berlin and I came back to England and my then agent said do you fancy doing three months in Dublin Wow! and I said well okay why not and I went and uh, <clears throat> Jim was in the same production as me. Uh, hmm. It wasn't love at first sight, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't take that long. And uh, and I actually, I stayed. I, I stayed. I never really went back to England after that. So effectively, I lived in Ireland for most of my adult life. I was 19 when I went in 1970, and I left in 2004, something like that. So you can work it out. I'm not very good at that. Now, you talked about um, dancing. Now, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that with you in a second. I want to play another song. We're trying to get people to to be able to join. What I I did want to talk about real quick was um, I've been talking to Chris. All of your kids are, are busy tonight. I was trying to get someone to call in and surprise you, but they're all busy, and they're all busy doing something extremely great. Uh, I think Louise is playing and I think maybe Chris has a gig and uh, I think uh, Louise told me Mark is in Germany. So everybody's around the globe and nobody could, could call you, but I did want to, no, uh, Chris told me. That, that, 
that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, me either. I, I, it was a it was a shot in the dark. But uh, Chris told me that his favorite Prince album was Controversy, and I sent him a message asking him what was his favorite song. He hasn't had a chance to get back to me, um, but he said he's going to listen to the archive. I guess in his car. <laughs> I don't know. So I want to play a song for him. I'm going to play the title track from him for him, and uh, I'm going to put you on hold. And when this is done, I want to come back and talk a little bit more, if that's okay. Okay, that's fine. Lovely. Okay. Here we go.
Off of the album Controversy, you are listening to NPG on Radio. At least I hope you're listening. And uh, we have some special guests tonight, and we're doing we're doing some special things. If you've been following the contest, we're actually going to announce the winner of the uh, the print of Jim Barry's print painting. And uh, we're waiting for some people to get in chat um, so that they can maybe request a song or two and listen in with us. What we've been doing is playing more of Prince's bluesier rock stuff. And uh, that particular song was, was for my new brother, because I've been adopted, Chris, Chris Berry. <laughs> and we have his mom with us tonight. Jan, are you back? Yes, I'm here. Actually, I should say I'm back. So <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us, because I know that you guys are, it's like seven hours, at least you're seven hours ahead of me, because I'm in central time zone. I'm like the only little part of Florida that's in the central time zone. Well, that's zone. okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're managing to hang in. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to bring that up before. You know, I don't know why I didn't remember that that after party 
in Times Square. I'm pretty sure that I retired way before you and Jim. <laughs> well, so. you know what? I didn't think I was going to manage it. Because uh, Louise said, well, you won't get back to the room until about six o'clock in the morning. And that's mm-hmm. usually when I'm about waking up. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. I did. <laughs> I, I barely stayed awake until then. <laughs> yeah, I barely made it. And then what was funny, we had to change our flight because we were originally going to leave the day after. And we were reminded right. that that, part, that party would go on probably until 5 or 6 in the morning. So we actually changed our flight because of it. But it was a blast. We had such a good time. Oh, it was wonderful. Wasn't it just wonderful? It was it was. And then in Dub- Dublin in part two was just is best. It was just awesome. The whole thing was awesome. You know, it was great. It was a great that, experience. It really, really was. We're still recovering. We were bumping into the furniture for days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we returned to a hurricane. I remember that. Uh, we returned to some hurricane issues happening. We had to hurry up and get home. Um, but it was yeah. great. It was awesome. So, yeah. We I wanted to. We talked a little bit. First of all, I wanted to say to you, I, I don't even know where to begin as a mother and a wife, like you, raising five kids and a rock star. I, I got to really, you know, <laughs> commend you for that. And from the story you, you kind of told previously, it kind of sounds like you maybe had a little bit of an example from your mom, right? Oh, I certainly did. Of course, I did. Yeah. She, yeah, so, she, she was, but she was both parents to uh, us. Okay. You know, you're, you're. I mean, you're talking uh, early fifties. Um, probably, I'm. I'm not actually talking to people of the same age group, Lisa. But uh, rationing was still in evidence in 1954 when my sister was born. And mm-hmm. that's about the time when my dad started to uh, branch out. He was in the services to start off with, with the ROF Central Band, and then he was taken on by uh, uh, a wonderful orchestra, the Philharmonia Orchestra, and his career took off from there. And um, so Mum was left with... Um, me of three years old and my sister of zero years old, still rationing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, left really to her own devices. And it says an awful lot for her that she coped wonderfully, wonderfully well, um, looked amazing all the time. Well, of course, she was my mum, so I always thought she did look amazing, but she really, right. really did. And right. um, and of course, Pa was just a god to us, doing these wonderful things musically. But he was still very an ordinary bloke when he came home. And so I think that that um, feet on the ground ethic was something that inspired me. I thought, no matter what I do, right. Well, where did you get this, the influence? This, this, of, this has to this has to be the this has to be the the grounding. You know, you you right. you don't believe your own publicity. You go and do the job, and then you come home. And that's actually and that's yes, it. as a, as a magician, that's kind of a, a rule of thumb in general, all the way down yeah. even to the tiniest even to the tiniest bar musician, because there's always. There's always rock and roll life, you know, <laughs> no matter yeah. how big or small rock and roll is. There's always that rock and roll life at your door. So, but well, we ta- um, think... how did you go ahead? I'm sorry. No, please. 
Well, I wanted to talk a little bit. Did you? Did your mom dance? How did you get the the gift of dance? And, My mother and the was a wonderful singer. She was very artistic. She was oh, and extremely pretty. But <clears throat> I think she decided very early on that she would uh, fade into the background in order to give my father um, the best support she knew how, which he did. Um, I think in later life, I think that probably made her deeply unhappy. I think there were an awful lot of things that she could have achieved had she not done that. But in the 50s, this is not what you did. You, right. you you, what could I say? You bent towards your husband, you know, and that, that's just the way it was. I mean, uh, uh, suffrage was there. You had the vote, but you didn't have what's laughingly called women's live. When I say laughingly called women's live, I'm not talking about extreme. I'm just talking about people recognizing that you, you, did a job, but you had something else to offer. And I think mum lost out a lot on that. Uh, And for that, I'm terribly sorry. Well, that's kind of a... I think that's a generational thing, because it was the same way over here in the States and during the 50s. The women had the same issues. It wasn't, I think, until 60s and 70s where women mm-hmm. started coming out and putting up the middle finger at, at things, you know. That's right. Um, That's you know, right. And a, a lot of uh, a lot of women missed out on a lot of stuff, and it does make you sad. You know, it kind of does, especially when you know that there's talent there. Um, but, it, you but know, it's still... But isn't it sad that you, as to use your analogy, that you have to put up the middle finger? Why should you have to do that? Why right, exactly. can people not just recognize that? One of the saddest things, I think, to come out of, let's say, specifically the Second World War, since it affects both sides of the Atlantic, how the women took over the men's jobs while the men were away fighting, but then were expected, not least by the men they were supporting, to go straight back to the kitchen sink without question. And... I think that's appalling. They yes. were building munitions. They were driving tanks. They were flying aircraft. They were doing absolutely everything that their husbands, their boyfriends, their sons would do. But the minute those men came home, back to the kitchen, which right. is where they were perceived to belong. And I am not by any means. I never thought I was particularly a feminist. Until somebody <laughs> pointed that out to me, and I thought, that it, this is wrong, for heaven's sake, this is so wrong, you know. But How dare it, somebody come back and say, no, you can't do that anymore, you know. You've, you've got to make the tea on time. It, it's a shame that it has to have, that common sense has to have a title like feminism. You know, it's common sense wow. that, you know, <laughs> that a, and, and and I have to say that because, the generation before me, the, the women you're talking about, I was born in the 60s. So I grew up, I started playing drums when I was about 10 or 11. 
So those walls weren't there for me. It, it, matter of fact, when I showed up, it was it was impressive that there was a girl drummer. So immediately, the drummer would would let me sit in, and so it was more of a um, a positive thing as a female for me. And I know that I, that's a generational thing. If I had been born ten years earlier, that I wouldn't have had that same experience. Well, you see, I had to I had to battle a little way, but consider what my mom had to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have nothing but admiration for her. And she's still around, by the way, 88, and still awesome. high Next show we should have her father is show. almost 89 and still a pain in the bum, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should do a, a show about women's issues and have your mom on. <laughs> That well, be one of our well you, could, you could try, but she'd probably forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's awesome that she's still alive, and your parents are both still alive. That's amazing. I ha- my mom's still alive, so I understand those that don't have their moms here. It must be terrible. But, you, you know, we have to thank them, the generations before us, because, you know, they fed and clothed us and cleaned our rooms while we were learning how to dance and play drums, you know. Yeah, well, so, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So it's it's we have a lot of things to think that we won't we won't we're not feminists. We're talking common sense here on a Prince channel, and I and I guarantee you that Prince was the biggest feminist in the world, biggest. He I'm always quite employed, sure. He always had, uh, especially the last ten years, most of his backup bands were female musicians, and that's just the way he rolled. And because he knew, you know, he understood. And uh, and our fans know and they understand. We have some of his uh, entourage, uh, not entourage, but some of his um, more famous women that he's been seen with, like Sheila E, uh, Apollonia Six, uh, Vanity. Before she passed away, she uh, started the group Vanity Six, or he started the group for her. So he was a big promoter of female musicians oh. in general. So, but yeah, we should do. We should try to have your mom on. <laughs> Maybe Mother's <laughs> Day we'll do a show. <laughs> well, you know, when I go, Lisa, we can try. <laughs> okay, you may have to fly up to, to where she is <laughs> and, and help her, but we could do this. I believe we could do this. <laughs> I think that's so I do, a wonderful idea. <laughs> I do want to say, I do want to say that when Louise found out that I was going to have you guys on, she sent me a message and said, "Lisa, you're having both my parents on at the same show." She said, "Good luck." <laughs> So I was a tad I was a tad nervous after that message. I wasn't sure what to expect, but this has been awesome interview. Oh, I, I, also, I, I hope you're not nervous now. <laughs> no, not at all now, not at all. I do want to bring up real quick because we, I don't want to let you go before we talk about this as well. And I know the show's moving on. I can see we have two hours left, but I want to talk about you're also an author and you have some children's book on Amazon, and I, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about that. Oh, uh, well, <clears throat> very briefly, I do have some some stories on Amazon, and there are some short stories, and I have um, uh, a full-length book. I, I did publish in hardback in, I think, 2005, 2006, a story that I wrote for my niece and nephew, but I think it's pretty much out of print now. I, I would love to say it's out of print because popular demand, but I don't think that's true. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, just stories, just stories. That's all, really. I, okay. I, uh, to be truthful, uh, for a moment, for a moment, what am I saying? For a moment, I'm always truthful about that. We had a robbery about three years ago, and I was working on what I would consider my magnum opus, and my laptop was pinched in this break-in, and I hadn't backed it up, and it's gone. Oh, no. Everything is gone, and I have not recovered the... In, it's not even enthusiasm. I've almost lost the will to live to even try and start again. I have some notes, but I, I don't have enough to do it properly. And, uh, oh, it, it left me pretty devastated, to be That's heartbreaking. As, as a fellow artist, I write poetry and I've written songs in the past. That's devastating to lose, as an artist, to lose that. Um, you know, I guess maybe it would be equivalent to somebody writing a 20-page term paper or even even not even that. You know, it's just devastating to, to lose something that you've put so much of yourself in. Well, I think I was about three quarters towards the end. And the, oh, the, the ironic thing was that I had done a fleeting um, uh, read-through that morning and made a couple of um, changes and thought, right, when I get back, I, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Made a couple of notes, and of course, when I came back, the house had been devastated, uh, along with the laptop, and everything went. And I just simply haven't been able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and do it again. And well, I maybe still... you will soon. Maybe, maybe I, you I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that maybe it's one of those things that you do and maybe it was a bad idea and it's best to let it go, you know? Maybe, or I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I guess, it, I guess it's up to the artist and how they feel, if you feel like that that's what that message was. Um, but you see, you, you use this word so kindly. Um, artist, and I don't actually consider myself any of those things. What I have done in the past is what I have done. I've been a dancer, I've been a choreographer, I write and I paint, but my my principal achievement, which is going to sound probably horribly uh, twee, which is a British word, which maybe Americans don't really understand, but kind of like <laughs> it's equivalent of up your own behind, is right. I, I, I consider myself um, Jim's wife and the mother to my wonderful kids. You know, that's really my greatest achievement, Lisa. Everything else right. is secondary. You know, everything up to and including Jim and the children are um, background tapestry, wonderful tapestry. Of course it is, but it's it's not so important. My right. my my life with Jim, my relationship with the children, well, all grown up and now grandchildren is um, 
much more important. And that's, again, it's going to sound impossibly silly, but it's true. It is true. Uh, it is true. Really, I've, it, I've it, always it, said that. I've always said well, my I'm greatest glad. accomplishment was my son. Yeah, I've always said my greatest piece of art was my son that I've made. And uh, Well, I'm glad. It, that may be a mother thing, I don't know, you know, but I think that uh, I totally understand where you're coming from. In the end, everything you do, you look back and those, that's what's important, family and, and how, how you treated each other. Um, and you have such a wonderful family that it's obvious that there's a lot of love there and that you were just a wonderful, that both of you are wonderful parents. It's very obvious. Well, I've, I'm not sure. We're such wonderful parents. We just did the best we knew how at the time. And I'm, there, there were an awful lot of people that thought we were completely off the trolley. But then a lot of people when I were growing up thought, my parents were off the trolley as well. You know? You're right. <laughs> Generational, exactly. It, absolutely. Well, I mean, you, you have to, it's, uh, as I, I said to you a little while ago about growing up with dad, this completely off the walls job when everybody else was going to, cycling right. down to the works or to the, whatever <laughs> it was, station or whatever, and Pa was away on tour. Um, recording with these wonderful composers and conductors and all the rest of it, and perhaps being away for weeks at a time. We were so proud of him. And uh, nobody could really understand us. We We were oddballs, really. And I guess in a lot of ways, our own kids were oddballs as well. We tried to make our life with them as normal as it could possibly be while allowing them to be what they felt they needed to grow into with full permission for, from us, you know. Right. So, it, 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 as you've said about your own lovely boy, uh, <laughs> you, have to let, you have to let things follow the natural course, don't you, Lisa? That otherwise, you're, you're lying. Right, exactly, exactly. And luckily, in a lot of ways, my son takes after his father. <laughs> Very <laughs> meek, <and> quiet. <laughs> I, I grew oh, up. No. I grew up driving my mother crazy, so I got very lucky that that karma didn't bite me. <laughs> my son. <laughs> well, so. I'm not going to comment on that because I don't yeah, know no. enough about it. But maybe you and I should sit down with a bottle of wine one of these days and talk this one through. Well, I'm going to see you in March, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see you in March, I hear, at uh, Joanne's show. So I, we will definitely have a drink or two and talk it through. <laughs> oh, well, that would be lovely. That would Thank be you lovely. for joining us. I, like I said, I know it's late. It's got to be, what time is it? Was it like midnight? 11 o'clock, so it's not too late. Okay, good. And uh, thanks thanks for, for hanging out with us. Um, you know, I, everything about your life and, and Jim's life and your family is just very amazing to me. So it's it's always a, an honor to, or not an honor, but it's a joy to hear the stories, you know. And I'm sure there's many more. Oh, well, you know, I could talk for the Olympics, Jim will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine, I got to imagine that out of the, at least the grandkids, uh, or maybe even the great grandkids coming, 
the talent that is running rapid through your family, one of the you're going to end up producing the next Prince or Michael Jackson. You watch. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? Yes, who knows? <laughs> All right, I'm going to play some music. Thank you again, Jan. And thank you for talking to me, Lisa. It's been a great pleasure. Yes, join us again soon. I'm going to. I'm, I hear that Jim's going to use the same line, so don't hang up. I'm just going to put you on hold. I am not. I won't hang up at all. Okay. Thank you. Talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye. And that was that was Jim's wife, Jan, who is also an artist in her own right, as you as you heard, extremely talented. Um, and, I, you know, it was just an honor to have her here. We're, we're here on MPGU Underground, and we're going to be talking about um, – well, actually, we're going to be playing some – we're going to be playing Prince's more rocky or blues stuff throughout the night. And I think soon – it's the second hour now, so we were trying to give everybody a chance to get in here uh, – Think you know. Luckily, Jan was a good sport to hang out for as long as she did to give you guys a chance to get in here. If you're if you're waiting to hear live on whether or not you won this this painting, I'd say within the next uh, maybe 20 30 minutes, uh, we will go ahead and start that process and give you guys a chance to get in here. I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this uh, in the archive because you weren't able to to tune in now. If you win and you you aren't here, we will definitely contact you. Don't worry. And uh, then at some point, maybe later on, we will have you on the show after you win. So let's continue with some music and give it a few minutes, and then we'll have Jim on. I've got a big and woman. She begged me all the time. Big and woman. Beg me all the time. If I only had a nickel, guess what? This big for a dime. Oh, yes, Just poverty stricken. Wait. I got a begging woman. Oh, it's begging me. Take it to the mall. Uh-huh. She won't have a little thing she sees. She even beg a second for a minute. She beg a long hair possum out of trees. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't through talking about her. Beg my anger, Trude. She even begged my Uncle Jake. She even tried to beg the sweetness out of my grandma's lemon cake. Oh, I've got a begging woman. She begged me, begged me all the time. I still love her though. But I got one more thing I got to say. You know what? Hang on. She's a cockeyed woman too. She looks both ways at the same time. I don't know. 
know what you're looking at. I just know I'm getting tired of trying. She asked me for the pepper When she looking at the salt Every time I try to guess right It's always little Prince's fault No, 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 I ain't through. And she's three-handed to me. She knows just what to do. She's right-handed, left-handed. Underhanded too. With the right hand, she'll embrace you. While her left hand dims the light. All the time she's rehearsing. For another day she got tomorrow night. Three-handed woman. She ain't gonna never, never, never treat me right. That's okay. Don't cry for me. Cause I'm gonna talk about it. With her left hand she'll caress you. With her right hand, she'll straighten your tie. When you ain't looking, she up on the phone. Calling some other nappy headed guy. Right handed, left handed. One more thing. When she says goodnight, she say, you're the one. You're the one that I'm about. But you know when you stepping in, some other man is stepping out. Oh, she thinks she's slick. But she cock she big, and she got three hands. World, world, world. But I'm looking for somebody that I can. Mm. Looking for somebody that I can just. Mm, 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 mm. Tell him, 
I can just keep satisfied. That was the Beggin Woman Blues. I forgot to mention how funny that song was. I was I meant to tell our listeners to pay attention to the lyrics that was off of Indigo Lights. And uh, it was actually a combination of uh, Begging Woman and Three-Handed Woman, Three-Handed Woman by uh, Louis Jordan, 1950, with uh, a couple of things that Prince kind of ad-libbed himself. You were listening to NPG Underground Radio, and we are about to give away this free print of the Prince painting. Tony, I did it again. I said it correctly. You there, Tony? Tony is monitoring the chat room. If you guys want to jump in the chat, all you have to do is go to the station page. It's pretty easy. And uh, I see a couple people in there. I want to give a shout-out to Dina. I see her in there, as well as there's a couple other people. So go in the chat and hang out and talk to each other. You can hear the music while you're there. And um, we are playing more of Prince's bluesier rock stuff and waiting for some people to kind of, you know, come in here, see if you won this painting. We've been pushing it for the last six weeks or so. So I'm going to play another song, and then we're going to go ahead and bring Jim on, and we're going to, you know, give this thing away, hopefully. And if you're not listening, we will contact you if you win, for sure. So we're going to play another Prince song, and this is actually my theme song. You need another lover like you need a hole in your head.
you